I'm Danielle. And I'm Christy. And you are listening to Snacks with Stein. Let's do it. And welcome to Snacks with Stein. I'm Danielle, and Christy is in Colorado. Say Howdy. hello. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> we are here. We are finally back with a sort of goosebumps episode. But before we get to that, how are things, Christy? Are you doing well? I am doing well. I'm a touch tired today. I've uh, I'm on a weight loss journey again, again. Um, but I'm actually losing it this time because Yay. I'm a big nerd. Have you been following my virtual race? Yes, I wanted to ask you about your virtual race, uh, either on or off the podcast, <laughs> because I was curious. Because my friend does those too, and she's oh. gotten some cool medals. And I'm like, how do these work? Because I don't run. But I would walk somewhere. Right. I also do not run. I have big boobs, and that's not in my yeah uh, future. Same. You like it's just not for for those of you who like think running is cute and like a thing. Like if you have more than a C cup, maybe rethink that. Like it's just it's good bad for, for everybody involved. It's bad for you. It's bad for spectators. Like it's not good. Um, however, so there's a number of companies that do these virtual races. And I love this idea. Like it's actually an idea that I've been thinking about for a really long time. These people were able to realize it. The the companies vary wildly. So like you can sign up to do a virtual Mm. race for just about anything. Like you can do, um, some of them are based around like historical events. Like you could, they've Google mapped out you know, battles from World War II or like Machu Picchu, or you could walk the Great Wall of Mm -hmm. China. You could do things in that. They've also done like things based on fictional events. So like you could take things from books and if there's any kind of a mileage marker, like there's one where it's like the, you know, it's the Wizard of Oz. And so somehow they've decided like, this is the distance that they had to walk the yellow brick road and you can do it too. Um, And it's cute, it's super cute. The way that it works is like, if you have any kind of a step tracker, or um, if okay. you cycle, you can count those miles and add them manually. Mm-hmm. I've got a Fitbit, so it just automatically updates um, my progress yeah. from like the steps so that I get in a day. Can I watch? Yeah, too. Right, right. So yeah, any kind of Fit Watch. Yeah. Um, I think the one that I'm doing right now, that company syncs with like 15 different tracker brands. Cool. Yeah, it's super cool. Um, so, so far there's two companies that I like. The one that I'm doing right now has good um, fictional races. Like after, right now I'm doing, um, it's called The Promenade. And it's 120 yes. miles through Jane Austen's England. Oh. And I love it because it's very interactive. Like some of the apps, you sign up, you put in your steps, they mail you a medal and that's kind of it. The one that I'm using right now, it's it's more interactive. Like I actually have a map. It'll ping my like progress for where I'm at on the route. So I can like mm-hmm. click on it and get like a Google Maps 360 view of where I am, like in England at the time. 
So I like that part of it. Cool. Um, I, I have don't to look in- into it because I would think I want to do something like that. Well, so after this one, I want to do it's the Kraken. And it's like Norwegian islands, I think. And then they like take you I through see like that one too. Yeah, there's good ones. We there's a vampire one where we uh, we can go through like uh like like the Romanian area Ooh. based on Dracula. So the only drawback is it's kind of expensive. Uh-huh. So like the race, the way that it works is like you sign up for the race and you sign you pick one reward. The race and the one reward is like thirty dollars. And so you can choose. Like they have these beautiful, like designed enamel medals that you can put on the wall. Right, I've seen the medal on other places. Yeah, I've seen. There's like a T-shirt. There's like a coin, which is kind of like a scaled down version of the medal. But the kicker is, you only get one. And Mm. the. I, I really want the metal. I want it to look pretty. Yeah. But I would wear a t-shirt. So. Right. Because you got the fan, right? I got, got the a fan. fan. So the fan was um, $12. <laughs> so since this, everything's on theme and we love a theme. Since this is the promenade, they offered a hand fan with like it. the name of the race on it. For It was like 12 bucks. So I got that one. Problem is, if you want the t-shirt, the t-shirt is 30 for the race. If you want the metal too, it's mm-hmm. another 30 bucks. That's $60 for a race. Yeah, that's so, expensive. It's expensive. I can handle $30 yeah. for a t-shirt and a yeah, race. that's average. But it's gonna be a long mm-hmm. race. Like this one is 120 yeah. miles. At, at the pace mm-hmm. that I'm currently going because I'm insane and I'm trying to get 12,000, or not 12,000, but 10,000 steps a day. Um, mm-hmm. I'll probably finish it in like a month and a half. Right, not bad. which it's mm-hmm. not bad, but like they have some races. I mean, what's that are the only... average of those things? So they have a, a range. Like for the rich people, they've got like seven mm-hmm. mile races and like fifteen mile mm-hmm. races, and it's like I'm not paying that for like that. Like I'll be done in like two days. <laughs> um, yeah, but they go up uh, depending on the company. I mean, they get really long. There's some that have like multiple legs. So the ones, the company that I'm doing right now, no one cares. Sorry, I'll put in a timestamp. The company that I'm 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 doing right now is called Yes.Fit, um, and they're the ones that have the really good fictional ones. Like there's um, all sorts of ones based on like uh, mythology. Like you can do a Thor challenge, and their T-shirts are really cute. So I I like them so far. I'm gonna I'm gonna exhaust the ones through them right now. But the other one that I like is uh, called Conquer. And they do more like real life places. Like they have like, um, you know, you can walk the northern coast of Scotland and you can do, uh, oh, that's cool too. you know, Machu Picchu and you can, you know, like um, all those different things. However, they just announced today they are releasing a Lord of the Rings multi-leg race. So like you're going to be able to walk from the Shire all the way to Mordor. <laughs> and I feel like it's going to be like cool. seven individual races to get there because that's a hella long walk. Yeah, that's a long walk. <laughs> but that's kind of like, they're not really into fiction. But when I saw that, I was like, ooh. Because you get like little snippets and postcards and stuff along the way. I will say, um, 
I don't care for the mile marker videos for YesFit. And I think that mm. that's just because I'm me, but like they, it's the promenade. It's supposed to be Jane Austen's England. So like every 10 miles you get this like two minute video of a woman who is not a costume expert and definitely not an <laughs> expert on making, like it's gotta be somebody's wife or something. I mean, because yeah. her, her talking to the camera is like clips from like, you know, the 1999 Miss Hera pageant where I was talking about things like this. And isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. Oh, it <laughs> is. Like it is, it's painful. <laughs> the, I've stopped watching the videos, they're painful. So yeah, that's what I'm up to. 10 minutes about virtual races that nobody asked for. You're welcome. I was gonna ask you about it anyway, cause I need like a new fitness activity. Cause I'm bored Let's do the Kraken one next. I'm 50% through the promenade and I will tell you when okay. I get to crack it because the, the, um, the shirts yeah. are super cute and I think um, Sean's going to have to have the other shirt because there's an add-on shirt for that one, like a different design mm -hmm. and it's so cute. It's got the tentacles on it and it says, what's cracking? Cute. Get it? <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm downloading their app right now. Huzzah. Yeah, yes. if I have someone to like do it with virtually, yes, then I would. Then I think I'm we can actually sync up on the app and walk it as a group. Like you and I can be on the same oh, app at the cool. same time. Oh, that'd be cool. Then you can yeah. see who's that. You'll be ahead, but yeah. <laughs> I'm not super competitive. <laughs> yeah, and I probably will be ahead, but only because this stupid diet. Like I like food and to get more food, I have to do more exercise. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. That's unfortunately how it goes. <laughs> I know. It's stupid. I hate science. Anyway. It does suck. What are we reading? We're reading. So I actually pulled this one off the pile because of our conversation earlier about being too old for TikTok. Yeah, I don't <laughs> have TikTok. One, because this one is called TikTok, You're Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. I was, it was on the pile and I was like, oh my goodness, how perfect. How many do we have left? Didn't we only get like a bundle of five? I feel like we've done two already. We have done two, right? So yeah, yeah. we have, this is actually be... number two oh, okay. of the series. No, we did, we've done two. We did uh, Bad Choices in Batwing Hall. And then we did Oh yeah, Secret we did a night in Aging Hall Grandma. <laughs> yes, so if you couldn't tell, we are doing a reader beware, you choose the scare. And this is technically number two, and it's called TikTok You're Dead. And it has a really funny cover. I don't call it a funny cover, but it's like this really like goblin face clock, and a kid is dangling from the the clock hand, the hand of the clock. And the tagline is get trapped in time. And it costs three ninety nine. Is there a copyright? What year are we looking at here? Because I'm not prepared. <laughs> it's gonna be all right. Nineteen ninety five. Oh, okay, clueless. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Okay, so technically, for funsies' sake, number one of this series is Escape from the Carnival of Horrors, which I believe I do have. And number three was Trapped in Batwing Hall, which we already did. So 
we're kind of going in order. <laughs> Sweet. Which we is jump, something we never around. do. Yeah. We never do. We jumped around with secret agent grandmother. <laughs> but she was worth it. She was totally worth it. I love secret agent okay, grandma. Okay, so... Just in case people who are listening have never listened to our show before, we don't normally read the books verbatim, and we don't really with these either, but because of the nature of the book, we kind of, the Choose Your Own Adventure, we kind of have to read the book verbatim, but that is not what we normally do. So this is kind of like a special episode just for fun to be a little more interactive. But yeah, that's just a disclaimer. Yeah, that's a good point. This is kind of like our version of like, Danielle and I are having a slumber party and you guys get to listen in. (laughs) Yes, and we still skip around, but yeah, we try not to read the books verbatim as much as we can. So, but this one we have to start with reading it. So here we are, TikTok, you're dead. Let's do it. Your little brother, Denny, runs off by himself in the huge museum of natural history. You try to find him, but instead you discover the laboratory of the strange Dr. Peebles. The scientist, quote, volunteers you to test his new time machine. And you think, I'm going to be the first time traveling kid ever. Then Denny runs right into the time machine and vanishes. Well, your brother's not lost in the museum anymore. Now he's lost in time. And you have to find him. But where? In the distant past where dinosaurs roam, or in medieval times with knights and wizards, maybe in the future where robots rule humans. The one thing you know for sure is you must find Denny in two hours or he'll be lost forever. Do we like so Denny? Christy, I don't know. Do we is like Denny him? worth this all this? Okay, we'll find out. <laughs> put, put it in your shoes. If Denny was your brother, I don't know. Like, it'd be fun to be an only child. It would be Uh fun. You could have all the stuff to yourself. I know. Like, you would never have to share ever. What kind of life is that? Danielle, you're an only child. (laughs) It's it's fun sometimes. (laughs) You never have to share. You don't have to, like, have a designated place in the car. Yep. I don't have a spot. <laughs> oh, I have a spot. As the youngest, I go straight to the back. Yeah. Nobody's letting me sit up front. Forget that. <laughs> okay. So that is the setup. You have to find your brother if you want to in two hours. <laughs> okay. Well, you never know. Let's let's see where this time travel takes us. I've been watching a lot of Outlander lately, so I'm kind of on board. Oh, you're on the Outlander train now. <laughs> I had read the book, the first book. Years ago. The Scotland porn. And I could not. As they call it. Yeah, there's a lot of sex. But it furthers the plot, I feel. But I couldn't <laughs> get to, into the second book because the, the jumping around of them with the time, like, it's already wordy. So I didn't make it to book two. But I did read book one. Oh. Um, My mom yes. is upset. <clears throat> with, with the books or the show? Both. She loves both. both. Okay. She loves the book more, but she loves the show as well. Excellent. All right. So Denny's lost. We got two hours. Dr. Peebles is a scientist. Here, here we go. So this is the beginning. You've come. So the setup is you, your little brother, and your parents have come to New York City for Christmas. Cool. 
you were hoping to do a lot of cool things like visit Statue of Liberty, go to the World Trade Center. Oh man, dated. Sorry, everyone. But <laughs> go to the World Trade Center. <laughs> this is from 1995, okay? There was a thing. I am so sorry. Okay. Anyway, forget that. So you're going to go to the Statue of Liberty and then you're going to ice skate at Rockefeller Center. But instead, your parents are museum freaks. And then your dad's like, it's educational. And your mom says, it's entertaining. And then you're like, this is boring. But nobody listens to you. And the worst part is that you're supposed to be in charge of your little red-haired brother, Denny. But Denny doesn't want anybody to be in the charge of him because he's like, you're not the boss of me. So you're following your parents through the Museum of Natural History. And at first you're kind of into it because you really like the dinosaurs. Then you go to the next room because your mom's like, come in here, take a look at this. And you think something exciting is going to be in there, right? But no, it's a sundial. Woo! And more Inside. clocks. So you got a room full of clocks and sundials. I just say, sundial kind of loses its luster once it's brought inside. <laughs> yeah. And then you think, and I guess it's, I guess the exhibit in this room is all about time. So there's sundials, clocks, etc. Then you're bored. And then Denny decides to give you a karate kick in the back of your leg. And he just keeps saying, you're not the boss of me, nanner, nanner. And then you punch him in the arm and then he cries and complains to your parents. And he says he's thirsty, but it's because he's eaten almost a half a bag of gummy bears in less than a minute, which is impressive. And then mm. your mom asks you to go find him a drinking fountain and they're just focused on this grandfather clock that's in the room that you're in. So you take Denny by the hand, but he pulls away from you and runs down the hallway. You follow him and there's no sign of either Denny or a water fountain. But near the end of the hallway, you see a sign on the door that says, warning, dangerous experiment inside. This door must be kept locked at all times. You're kind of curious about it because you're like, dangerous experiment? What does that mean? And then you notice that the door is slightly open and you immediately think Denny must have run in there. You push the door open wider and you peek in and you don't see Denny at first, but you see a tall, skinny man with long white hair tied in a ponytail and he's bent over a computer, which is hooked up to a big strange clock. Between the computer and the clock is a large square contraption that looks like a picture frame. And you can hear the computer and the clock beeping and making noise. Then Doc, someone turns, he turns around and says, it's about time you got here. I'm Dr. Peebles and you must be the volunteer. And you start to say, actually, I'm just looking. And he's like, there's no time to waste. I'm ready to start, come on. And you're just like, but I'm not, you know, and he's like, here. And then he puts a chain around your neck. On the end of the chain is something that looks like a stopwatch. Very, very odd looking stopwatch with the complicated looking dial and four knobs. And Dr. Peebles asks if you are ready. So he's like, you're going to travel in time. You'll be the first person in human history to use my traveling chronometer. chronometer. And you're like, what is a chronometer? And you're like, I don't really have time to do this right now. And he's like, of course you have time. It doesn't matter how long you remain in the past or the future. When you return to the present, it will be the same moment that you left. And it will be as if you weren't gone at all. And you ask, how does it work? And he says, it's easy. Just press the button on the left side to travel to the past and the button on the right for the future. To return to the present, press the top button and the bottom button at the same time. 
and you're like, well, this could be cool if this invention work, really works because traveling in time would be awesome. And again, this Dr. Peebles is like, there's no time to waste. I'm ready to begin my experiment now. And you think for a second, because Dr. Peebles obviously believes you're somebody else that was supposed to be here as his volunteer. But a trip through time sounds like fun. More fun than staring at crappy old crap in a, in a museum all day. And since you'll still return at the exact same time you left, you'll be able to find Denny and return to your parents before they know something is wrong. But on the other hand, Denny will get into a lot of trouble and fast. And your parents will blame you for everything that happens. So, Christy, do you want to travel in time? Or should you look for your brother first? Well, I think we should travel in time because... I'll have lots of time to find him. Like, it's not like I'm trading that time for other time. I mean, if I <laughs> that said is true. You're no, gonna come back where you started. I went to go look mm -hmm. for brother, like I'm missing out on an experience. Whereas if I said yes, nothing would be lost. So we should definitely travel in time. Although I'm a little bit suspicious of a mad scientist who doesn't ask for like some credentials. And whatnot and you have <laughs> know, to assume no that he had an assistant who got him the volunteer if he doesn't know who i am already so where is the assistant right maybe he was supposed to be going through time oh yeah right. we're still gonna do it though you know one life to live okay. let's do this you're one life so you're going to volunteer Okay. Yes, we are time traveling. Let's do this. You can you can do the Wayne's World time travel noise. Dude, when when can I do it? Can I do it now? When is the time? Let's do it now. Okay. Just tell me We're every time. I will do it every time. Okay, every time. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you yell, you're ready to travel through time. And he's like, good. <laughs> and he punches some numbers into the computer keyboard and it starts to hum. And the square doorway between the clock and the computer fills with a strange shimmering light. And the chrono port is almost ready, Dr. Peebles says. I only need to adjust. And then before you can continue, you hear pounding footsteps and Denny is running towards you. And you scream, Denny, you can't go in there. And Denny, all you Denny can't go in there. You're not the boss of me, Denny yells. And he runs straight through the glowing frame. There's a pop and he disappears completely. Fucking Denny. Oh no. Fucking Denny. He went in before I made the final settings. If you don't bring him back within two hours, he'll disappear into timelessness forever. <laughs> Says who? You're just making stuff up now. <laughs> a minute ago, we had all the time in the world, and now there's a... Uh... Okay. <laughs> Not anymore. Now you've got two hours. <laughs> two hours. Cool. And you're, you stare at the scientists, and your you're like, my parents are going to ground me for life if you lose Denny. And he, Dr. Peebles tells you you have to travel through time to find him. And he's going to make the adjustments to the chronoport so you don't disappear into timelessness, too. And you're just staring at this guy as he fiddles with the time machine. And you can't believe it because you're like, this fucking guy, he's really serious. 
And Dr. Peebles says, when you find your brother, you must be touching each other before you use the chronometer. Otherwise, the device will only bring one of you back. You're like, no problem. But where did Denny go? The future or the past? And Dr. Peebles is like, you'll have to guess. There's no way to know because he's, we just don't know, which is really stupid. Like, you don't know? Just, I thought you were whatever. putting settings in, professor. Like, <laughs> what are the settings for then if it's just a crapshoot? Right. You touch the chronometer around your neck. It began measuring real time the moment Denny disappeared. Already the seconds were ticking by. And now you have to decide. Are you likely to find Denny in the past or in the future? Dun, dun, dun. I have to decide which way am I going? Yep, past or future. Ooh. Well, Ooh. you know, the future looks pretty bleak at the moment, currently. Uh, and since I'm in the future, from 1995, I can tell you it's not that great. Um, also, <laughs> if things go south, uh, we could always just travel back to 18th century Scotland and Sam Hewen's ridiculously strong thighs and start a new life. So let's go to the past. Okay. We're going to the past. You can do the sound now. <laughs> I'm doing the fingers too, just for the, the viewers at home who, who aren't actually viewing, understand fingers are happening. All right. I'll look for my brother in the past. And he says, fine. And he punches another set of numbers into the computer. And you so step through the chronoport and good luck. You approach the shimmering frame and enter it. And you feel a strange tingling sensation. Everything appears kind of hazy, like you're underwater. A second later, you see two paths ahead in the mist. At the end of the left-hand path, you squint to see a tall stone castle. A knight in shining armor on a white horse rides toward it. At the end of the right-hand path, there's a swamp with tall, strange-looking trees towering over it. Moving through the trees is a dinosaur. Which path did your brother choose? Which one will you take? Did you think Denny ran toward the night or the dinosaur? Mm. No. Oh, Denny, where would you go? We don't know a lot about Denny to be able to determine what his likes and dislikes are, other than being an asshole. Um, <laughs> well, think about little brothers, right? Like, Well, yeah, but also... Dinosaur, but I'm thinking dinosaur too, only because like the mosquitoes in this swamp are really gonna make me angry. And right now, the only emotion yeah. I associate with my little brother is anger. So let's go dinosaurs. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Sound time. I guess I should have asked for clarification about what kind of dinosaur, because that could make a lot of we difference. Not say. Oh, it just okay. says a dinosaur. Because <laughs> that's a. That's a, that's a deep, deep sea of lots of different things that that could be. I know. It could be a killing dinosaur. It could be a... All right. Here we are. You've gone to the dinosaurs. And we were right. Denny loves dinosaurs. 
you decide to explore the swamp where you saw the dinosaur, because you're sure Denny went that way. As you move toward the swamp, tall, fern-like vegetation surrounds you, and your feet sink into the thick, mucky water. Through the trees, you can see huge shapes moving around. Real dinosaurs. This is just like Jurassic Park, but better. The dinosaurs are red, blue, green, and lavender. They're colorful like birds. Some dinosaurs are the size of dogs and cats. Others are bigger than a house, and they're all munching on leaves and weeds. You're about to make a move closer when a tremendous noise shakes the ground. The trees sway as the thumb rumbling grows louder and louder. You peer through the giant ferns toward a grassy plain and your eyes get big. You can't believe it because lumbering toward you is a Tyrannosaurus The huge Tyrannosaur towers over the other dinosaurs. It's bigger than you ever imagined and its teeth are as long and sharp as knives. The enormous creature lets out a roar as it crosses the plain, and you freeze. Your heart is pounding in terror. The other dinosaurs all start to run away. Just one, who is grazing on ferns, is slower than the others. The Tyrannosaur catches up to it and tears off its head in one bite. Then the Tyrannosaur swings its head and stares at you. You take off fast as you can, but the Tyrannosaurus following closer and closer. There's a swampy patch ahead and you race toward it. Something small is sitting in the middle of the swamp. It's Denny. But what is he doing? And he's, why isn't he moving? You glance back over your shoulder and the dinosaur is still right behind you. You call out to Denny to run and he yells back. He can't. He's stuck in quicksand. Dun, dun, dun. This is how we get away. I mean, right? run past Denny. <laughs> you reach the swamp and grab Denny's hands. With all your might, you begin to pull, but Denny is stuck. You pull again, and this time he starts to panic and grabs wildly at you. The chronometer flies off the chain around your neck and into the mud. Now the Tyrannosaur is only a few yards away. You can see its sharp pointed teeth and smell its breath. It's so close. He roars and it shakes the trees. You yank Denny one more time and he's finally freed from the quicksand. But now the Tyrannosaur is even closer. It opens its mouth wide and stretches its fierce claws toward you. You look around for the chronometer. You've got to get back to the present, but there's no trace of the stopwatch. Should you try to dig the chronometer out of the muck or try to run away from the Tyrannosaur? These are really tough choices. You're like, either way, you're going to die. Oh, uh, well, yeah, because you unstuck your brother. If you would have just kept running, right. then the, he would eat the him and, and then he'd be full. And then, we, you know, you could go about your merry way or come back. Uh, I'm upset that, the, <laughs> that we lost track of the uh, chronometer because we had one fucking job. I know. <laughs> Um, we're going to dig it out because I feel like the only way forward is through time. We need the chronometer because it's what makes time travel possible. 126. Do, do, do. Uh oh. You've got to find the chronometer, whatever, chronometer. 
You stuck your arm deep, deep into the quicksand. You feel around with your fingers. Nothing. Suddenly, the Tyrannosaurus Rex lets out a roar. You plunge both hands this time into the quicksand. Beside you, Denny starts to search, too. You sift gradually through the mud. The dinosaur comes closer and closer. He reaches out one claw and a tremendous sound. It's a burp. A gigantic burp. The force of the burp knocks both you and Denny over right into the quicksand. You're both being pulled down into the quivering muck. The end. Damn, that was fast. I killed us fast this time. From a burp. From a burp. You died as a burp. Ew. Ew. That is grody. And no one knows if dinosaurs actually burp. We don't know that. It's ridiculous. Should never have dug him out. I didn't get a choice to let him eat my brother in my defense. I know. There really wasn't a choice for that. So I guess we better go back and run away. Lame. So that's one kill for, for those of you at home. Take a drink. We're dead. <laughs> All right. So where are we doing now? We're going backward. I think we have to go backward. And instead of choosing to dig out the chronometer okay. or, or chronometer, yeah. uh, we, we are. Uh, it's like chronometer. 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 Okay. All right, so you're going to now outrun the dinosaur? <laughs> I knew a girl one time who thought that she you were supposed to pronounce pedometer as Peter meter. <laughs> <laughs> or like pedometer? <laughs> <laughs> it's a Peter meter. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, we I need to... I used to say papyrus. Or <laughs> some word I used to always get wrong. You put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. Yeah, emphasis. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So we're not we're not going to dig out the chronometer. We're going okay. to so we're uh, running run. from the dinosaur. Okay, and away from our only way out of this mess. But I digress. <laughs> You've got to get away from the fierce tyrannosaur. So you grab Denny's hand and take off through the trees. The dinosaur chases you, but it's too big to fit easily. So you and Denny zig one way and zag another, and the two of you crouch behind a thick tree trunk, catching your breath. You can see the dinosaur in the distance and glancing all around. It lets out a defeated sounding roar and goes off another direction. Denny shouts and gives your, you guys give each other high fives. And now all you have to do is go back to the swamp and find the chronometer. But you don't know which direction it is. You've gone so much twisting and turning, you aren't sure where the swamp is. Luckily, Denny seems to remember the way, so you follow him through the forest and finally come to the swampland. As you rush over to the pool of quicksand, all you can think about is the time ticking by. How much longer do you have before Denny disappears forever? <laughs> so now Denny's in charge? Okay. Apparently Denny's in charge. <laughs> You reach into the pool of quicksand and feel around for the chronometer. Then the earth begins to shake violently. 
Under your feet, the earth sways and a deafening rumble fills the air. You yell to Denny, what's going on? And smoke begins pouring out the top of a nearby mountain. It's a volcano. Second later, the top of the volcano has blown off and red hot lava is pouring out. Even though the volcano is a half a mile away, you can feel the heat on your skin. Large rocks, glowing white, begin to land in the swamp like bombs. Denny yells for you to watch out and to duck. You cover your head and throw yourself on the ground. A rock just misses you. It splashes into the water and throws up a shower of mud and water and something shiny. It's the chronometer. Luckily, or quickly, you crawl over and scoop it up. It's covered with mud. You feel for the buttons on the side of the chronometer and your fingers close on two of them. I hope it's the right two. Well, you also need to get a hold of Denny. Right? We have to touch each other. You press the button under your middle finger and begin to feel a tingling sensation. When it stops, you're standing near small trees. In the distance, long-necked dinosaurs are grazing on plants. More dinosaurs? How far back in time had you gone? You don't have time to think about it when Denny says, look at the weird rocks. Denny's standing next to six round speckled boulders. Quickly you realize they're not rocks and that they're eggs, dinosaur eggs. You stare at the rocks and you hear a steady tapping sound as one of them begins to crack. This egg is about to hatch. Denny says, I want to do something else. I'm bored. So he grabs the chronometer and runs away. You scream to come back, but he keeps running. You have to go after him. But if you do, you'll miss the coolest thing that's happened since you got here. So what should you do? Watch the egg or chase Denny? Oh, fuck Denny. <laughs> um, here's the thing. Uh, we don't have electricity in this time. We don't have anything in this time we don't know what to eat in this <laughs> time so as much as i hate denny and i feel like we should push him into a puddle and return to our own time um <laughs> we should probably follow him because he has the only means of escaping uh this hellscape where we literally will not survive more than a day or so right Go get Denny. Okay. Fucking Denny. Boo. Boo. <laughs> All right. So we're going to chase Denny and die. Just kidding. <laughs> I guess. I mean, that would be another kill and then everyone would drink. You take off after your brother. But by the time you reach the tree where you saw him, he's gone. Then something on the ground near the tree catches your eye. It's the chronometer. But no Denny. Why did he leave the chronometer behind? Who cares? The device. I know. Just go. You run your fingers over the buttons. Denny said he wanted to do something else. He was probably bored with the past and decided to go to the future. So you press the button on the right and feel the tingling sensation again. A purple mist surrounds you. Everything turns blurry. You close your eyes, hoping dizziness will pass. Open your eyes again and blink twice. A futuristic-looking city looms in the distance. So now you're in the future. 
I wonder what future it will be. Is it going to be the Fifth Element future? Is it going to be Meet the Robinsons future? Or is it going to be like real shitty like today future? Right. I don't know where I'd go. Like I don't know what future is. Like, could it be Star Wars? Well, no. Let's explore this. Like, what if you had a choice to go and live in a future? What is what's the I best know. future to go live in? Man, there's a lot of good ones. Fifth Element seems fun. A lot of fog. A lot of pollution. A lot of fog. A lot of fog. I would say no to Blade Runner. Blade Runner seems too hostile. Yeah, no to, no to Blade. Well, it's just too, like, edgy. Like, I don't, like, I'm too chunky for Blade Runner future. Um, if, I, but, like, if I was going to hang out with Ryan Gosling or Harrison Ford at the time, it'd be okay. But that's Harrison very Ford specific. Was hot at one point. Yeah, that's a good point. He was, he was still a handsome man, but he was very, very handsome when he was young. Mm. Um, and then Ryan Gosling's new Blade Runner. And he was very mm-hmm. hot in that. So mm-hmm. I'd take fun. either if I was going to be stuck there. <laughs> and then yeah. you have like a really fun future, like Meet the Robinsons, which is all cute and colorful and like, you know, super hats. Yes. And you got frogs everywhere. That's super fun too. Meet the Robinsons seems like the best future so far because it's very like forward thinking and there's like been like a ton mm-hmm. of innovation like a lot of times when we get futuristic movies and 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 fiction it's all about like a conflict that's going to happen or like some right. horrible thing mm-hmm. that has happened or like some <laughs> thing that we've done to adapt or whatever have you yeah. um so i guess that's the most bright and shiny i think i'd go meet the robinsons yeah agree agree I feel like I could survive there because many many of the other future societies, I don't think I could survive. So I feel like I would do well and meet the Robinson. Part of me like thinks that that like fifth element existence would be cool with like like um, yeah a very small like living space and everything's automated and like in my mind that seems mm-hmm. like a good idea, but like. In reality, I think that would get claustrophobic as fuck. Like, I don't really yeah. like people too much. And it seems like there's, like, no space left where you could get away from people. That's a problem. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, I think Meet the Robinsons is the best choice. Yeah, agree. Because like, everything else seems too hard. Like, I don't like Avatar, but, like, I wouldn't go to Avatar because I don't want to run around in a tree and, like, be a Navi. I have no desire to do that. Well, but things on Earth were shit on Avatar. Like, and yeah, like shit, right. Like everybody was mm-hmm. escaping that planet pretty much. Right. So that's out. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I don't want to live on There's Mars. Star Wars Total Recall is out. Like, um, Total Recall is out. Like Star Wars is probably the other option. Like some planet in Star Wars. But they had to pick a certain point in time in Star Wars when there isn't a galactic war going on. So, well, but see, that's the thing. Like, are we talking about a futuristic society where it's like we are still on the same planet, or are we so far right. in the future it's like a Star Trek situation where no matter right. what we choose, we're either on a ship or on an alien planet somewhere? Yeah, that could be fun too. I don't know. Meet the mm. Robinsons is still the leader for me. I just want that thing where you like put the pill in the microwave and push the button and it's like turkey dinner. Food. Yes. I want that too. And I want to be able to like transport myself anywhere without a car. Mm-hmm. Just go Agree. Agree. <laughs> Blue powder even. I'll take that too. All right. 
So, we are now at a futuristic city. All around you are buildings made of shiny metal and glass. Cars have wings and they're flying above your head. The streets are empty and clean with no litter. It sort of looks like New York in the future. It looks different from the one you're visiting, but slightly familiar. You're about to start looking for Denny when a hand closes on your shoulder in an icy grip. Human, you're under arrest. You turn around, gripping your shoulder is a shiny metal robot with a policeman's badge. The robot's face is expressionless and it's holding something that looks like a laser gun. No wonder everything is so clean and quiet. The city must be run by machines. He demands to until Tez, don't you know that humans aren't allowed out in the streets? And he you explain, I come from somewhere else. I don't know your rules and give me another chance. And he says, that's for the judge to decide. Come with me. So now you're getting freaking arrested. For it's iRobot. We're in the iRobot future. It is. <laughs> Not a good one. You follow the robot into a big glass walled building, which leads to a courtroom. There's a shiny robot dressed in black behind a tall desk who realizes the judge. The judge says you're accused of appearing in the streets as a human and asks how you plead. You say guilty, but I didn't and the judge cuts you off. There are no excuses. For punishments, you have your choices. You'll be sentenced to school or to the zoo. What zoo. kind of punishment is this? Zoo! Zoo! So you're going to go to the <laughs> But it's like oh, a human it's zoo. School. Oh, it's a human zoo? Now, wait a minute. Well, I would assume so. We don't know. I mean, I'm thinking like, and we're thinking like, you know, AI and like other creepy shit like that. It's probably like a human zoo. The choice that I was just given just now was either like school, school learning or like zoo <laughs> with animals and giraffes. And for like a couple of bucks, we could know. feed them some lettuce. I think you're thinking of too nice of a future. <laughs> uh, well, this is the so iRobot school future. Or the zoo. Mm. <sighs> well, I guess it would take Denny to to the zoo. He's a but savage. You're by yourself. Oh, you you think Denny's at the zoo? Okay. If I'm trying to find Denny. And Denny has yes. gone ahead of me to this future. Okay. He's probably been shipped off to whatever zoo there is because mm -hmm. he's an asshole. Okay. You're right. Okay. Okay. So you're like, you love the zoo. What a weird punishment. And the robot takes you away in a flying car. Zoo Soon you're zooming through the zoo gates. There's giraffes, elephants, tigers, and antelopes. Instead of bars, there's a shimmering, transparent force field that separates the animals from the viewers. And he, the robot announces, you will remain here, stopping in front of an exhibit that looks like a living room with a couch, chairs, and a TV. The robot takes the chronometer off your neck, and you shout, give that back, but the robot ignores you. He aims your laser gun at the force field around the exhibit. The field dissolves, and the robot pushes you in. You can't leave me here. I'm sure you'll be comfortable, the robot tells you, and it zaps its gun again and the force field goes back up. You begin to cry as you push through the force field. Then a group of robots approaches. Two little ones point and make coughing noises. What are they pointing at? I told you it's a human zoo. 
you're on this exhibit now. What is that uh, Parks and Rec where they go to the human farm oh. or something? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That's what made me think of Orin. Orin the weird friend. Orin. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah for any parks and Rec fans we're recording this on march 31st so happy march 31st what? the day that doesn't exist it doesn't. <laughs> remember april and she's like i thought yep, it didn't she's exist had all of his meetings on one day all yep. <laughs> god damn so happy funny. march 31st. that's like one of the best ever i love her i'm basically april in that show um okay Okay. Yeah, that's uh, true. Because okay. the only thing she cares about are the animals. <laughs> and she hates everyone. <laughs> yeah, basically me. I've all I've always joked when that first show first came on. I was like, did they just follow me around to create this character? Because right. she's basically me. <laughs> okay. And now I work in like now I, I don't work in Parks and Rec, but I now work with Parks and Rec departments at my job. So it's funny. Right. <laughs> it's like come full circle. <laughs> All right. So a little one starts to point at you and is like, look at this one and gazes at the sign in front of the force field. It's the couch potato exhibit. And the, the bigger robots say it's not polite to laugh at the humans. And the little one says, but it's so funny looking. And the, it shoves something through the force field. You lean down and see a candy bar. It picked up the candy. It's going to eat it. And the small robot pushes another candy bar through the force field. With a sinking feeling, you realize that you're stuck here for good. But kind of feel better because at least in the little robot's visit, you'll get to eat plenty of candy. The end. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. All right. That's kill number two. Everybody drink. You're in the couch potato exhibit. Is it so bad? I mean, your brother sucks. I know. Like, now you get candy. And, all the and there's time. a TV like, in there. Like. Right. I mean, do we stream? Like, what's on this TV? That's the kicker. What's on the that's, TV? Yeah, do I what's get all the, the things? Or is it like Andy Griffith show? Oh, no. I used to hate that shit. It would come on after cartoons. Oh, my husband brought me wine. Thank you. Gracias. Uh -oh. What is this? It is uh, Bella Vino blend, red wine blend. Ew. Thanks. Huzzah. So we just died, and I'm going to drink. Yep. <laughs> I'm trying to find where we, what page we need to go to this. Mm. We're trying to go back. Well, we probably should have gone to school. I know, but I lost my place. Well, you're fired. Yeah. While Danielle finds the correct page, uh, my husband just bought me a glass of Bellavino. It is a red wine. It's not a super dark red wine. It's very sweet. Almost tastes like Kool-Aid. So it's safe to say a couple of glasses of this and you're going to feel fucked up. Oh. Yeah. I probably I probably can only have... I might be able to have two. Let me check my points. <laughs> I got to log this wine in here. Okay, found it. Okay. Found it. So, All so right, we're going so back I, and you're going to school. I guess. 
<laughs> there was candy bars and TV. Like. <laughs> All right. You tell the judge that you choose school. And the robot policeman drags you off to another room in the same building. And you're surprised to see it's a regular classroom with wooden desks, a blackboard, and a computer center. There's also a metal box the size of a closet standing in front of the room. The desks are filled with human students about your age. We will continue the quiz now, the teacher says in a hollow voice. Anita, what's the capital of Yulon Bator? A girl stands nervously. I don't know. Then you must enter the Framalizer. The girl bites her fingernails as she goes to the front of the room and climbs into the metal box. The teacher slams the door shut <laughs> and presses the button. The box hums, then glows bright green, and the door springs open. You gasp out loud. It's the box of shame. The girl is gone. Jackson, the teacher goes on as if nothing has happened. What is 43 million divided by 7.645328? A tall boy stands up. He doesn't answer, then shakes his head. I don't know. Go into the framalizer, the robot commands. Jackson walks to the front of the room, steps into the box, and a moment later, he is also gone. You watch in horror as your classmates disappear one by one. In a moment, it will be your turn. You've got to do something and fast. You could use the chronometer to leave the future, but you haven't found Denny. On the other hand, you've always done well in school. Maybe you'll be able to answer the teacher's question. So do you answer the question or do you use the chronometer? Chronometer, fuck this place. <laughs> Bye, Denny. Oh, well. <laughs> That's not what they want us to do. Me personally, I'm out. Like, whatever is happening here, I'm good. Um, but apparently we have to find Denny. Uh, so bring on the question. Maybe it'll be history from 1995. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 133. Stupid Denny. You know, there's a number on how many times I will... Chase Denny. Um, because We're we don't like him anyways. <laughs> the teacher turns to you. Stand up. Nervously you stand. You hold your breath and the teacher begins to speak. This is the moment. The ancient British wizard, Morgrid, used a magic spell to travel in time. The spell made use of three magical objects. What are they? Morgrid, he was the wizard in the Goosebumps book, A Night in Terror Tower. I was going to say, you just a minute. We know Morgrid, <laughs> and we know what he used. Yes, do you remember? They Can were you stones. remember the question? Because we, we, we <laughs> made ma many, many jokes about Morgrid and his stones. <laughs> if you can't, you'll have to guess. Think carefully, then answer. Uh, Morgard needed to have his hands on all of his stones uh, okay. in order to, uh, he needed a handful of stones. I love the options here. Are the three objects a pin, a pipe, and a potato? If so, turn to page 103. Or are the magical objects three white stones? If that's your answer, turn to page 28. 
Christy is your answer. The pin, a pipe, and a potato. Just what, that sounds like a party, but um, no. We'll go, we'll, we'll go for the handful of stones, which is an entirely different kind of party. Yep. <clears throat> the magical objects are three white stones. The robot's face is blank. Correct. But we will see how you do in the next round. You know you're never going to make it through the next round. You quickly grasp the chronometer and press the button on the right to go farther into the future. We could have done that. You feel a tingling sensation. When it stops, you're still seated, but not on the hard wooden chair of a classroom. Instead, you're strapped into a comfortable soft seat. Is this an airplane? You glance out a window. Outside, it's black, empty space, sodded with brilliant stars. Up ahead is a big donut-shaped structure with spaceships docked by its doors. You're not on an airplane. You're in a space shuttle. And it's traveling toward a docking station. Okay, so the space shuttle finally docks at a huge orbiting space station. The doors glide open, and you walk up the shuttle into a corridor. Inside, there's robots and humans hurrying along the walkway. Denny might be here, and but somewhere, but you have no idea where. A pair of robots wearing security badges stare at you. All the other humans are wearing bright yellow uniforms, and you'd better find one before someone tries to stop you. Just ahead is a door marked supplies. Inside, a pile of freshly laundered uniforms is on a shelf. Disguised in the uniform, you hurry out of the closet to explore the space station. This place is super cool. Through the windows, you can see thousands of stars. There's sophisticated looking computers with colorful lights scattered everywhere. The chronometer's steady ticking reminds you that time is running out, and you'd better find Denny and get back to the present. You wander through a door and see a sign pointing to something called Teletime. Then two robots approach. One of them has a laser. Just ahead is a branch in the corridor. A green sign points to hydroponics, and a purple one points to engine room. Make a choice and start running. Mm. Hydroponic. Like, I was going to say, could we just go get high <laughs> and just like forget about Denny? Because I'm on board. Okay. Um, so and- green is hydroponics. Purple is engine room. Hydroponics. That's where like you right. farm with water. Okay. <laughs> I think, hey, all I know about it is, like, you always had that one stoner friend that was constantly putting his bong water into the soil. Right. Of, That's of why I thought it was like a weed thing. Um, <laughs> but I, well, but I think the hydroponics is also a way where you would be able to grow okay. weed, like, inside. So there's really, it's not just about weed. <laughs> no, I believe you can, like, farm it in water. I don't know. There's, yeah. there's, there, there are dedicated stoners right now who are screaming at us in their cars. I'm about what sorry, I'm stoners. Sorry, babe. That's okay. You won't remember tomorrow. So you tear down the corridor to the hydroponics area. What a jungle. Thick green leaves and winding vines creep all around the room. Strange-looking plants are growing everywhere. You notice they're all potted in pink solution that's bubbling. You watch the doorway and look around. The robots may catch up to you at any minute. You call out for Denny. Are you in here? You wander past odd-shaped leaves, strange-smelling flowers, and heavy, colorful fruit. You've never seen anything like them. You wonder if something in outer space caused ordinary earth plants to mutate into strange new forms. You come to a large sign that reads, Danger. What could be dangerous in a room of plants? Then you see it. It's a vine with a stem as thick as an elephant leg. 
Its flower is huge, with sharp-looking petals. You step forward, and suddenly the flower lunges at you, its petals snapping shut an inch from your nose. They didn't watch Jumanji, obviously, because we know plants are... As you walk back away from the vicious flower, its curling vine sends out new shoots. Beyond the plant, you can see a sign marked exit. Can you get around the vine and make your escape? Or off to your right is a rack of garden tools. You see a long rake that looks pretty sharp. Maybe you'd better get the rake first and fight off the vine. Will you grab the rake or run straight for the door? Mm. Rake. You feel like fighting the plant today? Fuck this plant. I've had a long day. (laughs) There's been dinosaurs... I've died a few times. I hate my brother. <laughs> you know. You're having a day. You are having you, a day. You messed with the wrong person holding rake. And that person is me. <laughs> Let's do this. All Bring right. it. So I'm going to squat down like the Matrix and wave your ass over. You grab the rake. Then holding it out in front of you, you inch toward the door on the other side of the room. The vine follows you, and its flower, the head still snapping like mad. You're going to reach for the doorknob when something grabs your ankle. The vine is coiling around your legs. Desperately, you try to hack at the vine with the rake, but it's no use. It begins to wrap you up tightly like a mummy. Suddenly, the door opens. Someone walks in, singing the words to your favorite song. It's Denny. You open your mouth to yell at him, but it's no use. You can't speak. You can't even move. You hear Denny moving around the room, looking at everything. Then he stops right in front of you. He looks closely at the vine holding you prisoner. Cool plant, he says. Cool plant? That's not a plant. It's you. The end. I guess you became the plant. What? I don't really get it. Do it again. We missed something. Cool plant. Because it, yeah, it had me by the legs. It has you by the legs, and you try to hack at the vine, and the vine rapidly works its way up your body, wrapping you like a mummy. Then Denny walks in, and the plant is still holding you prisoner, and he's just like, cool plant. So maybe he can't see you because you're wrapped up in the colors of the of the plant. Well, now you became a plant and you're dead. What the fuck? Everybody drink. Um, we don't know <laughs> why. You became a plant. <laughs> well, there we go. There we go. Let's this do is one more. Yeah, let's do one more. We'll give Denny go. one more chance. You know what the problem is? I've been also watching a lot of Witcher. So part of me wanted to be like, uh-huh. fuck this monster up. But um, (laughs) that's a good show, too. Okay. Okay. He's pretty cute. It's funny. Like, I'm not really a Henry Cavill. Like, I know he's a good looking guy. Obviously, I'm not like blind. But he's not a guy that I'm like, wow, he's really hot. But then in The Witcher, he's super hot. I don't know what it is. You know what I've noticed lately? And I don't know if this is like part of a 
like a coog thing, like you're just getting older or like what the deal is. But like, that was never usually my jam. Like I, I like to, well, like it, it's, as far as like body type is concerned, like I liked him, oh. uh, I liked him pretty. Like I was way into pretty boys. Like I was, um, mm-hmm. you know, definitely pretty over like body mass. Um, but now, and I don't know if it's just because like, I'm coming off of like, I don't know, five seasons of Outlander and now second season of Witcher, but it's been like a man candy parade of like huge dudes. And I'm not going to lie. Like it is, it is attractive and it's not something that I've been attracted to before. So I like, I don't know if this is like biologically i'm at the age where i feel i need to be protected i have no idea maybe, but maybe that thing scientists let us know let us know I, because i gotta tell you i would i would climb that cavil dude like a tree you like that's the thing though like i see him as superman i'm like sure he's cute obviously he has, he has a very nice face he's very good looking but i'm not like wow i love you but then i watch the witcher and i'm like damn i would climb you like a it's, tree it's like it's also ridiculous. the it's also he's the voice so he almost purrs the voice. at and the times. hair. Yeah. 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 And I like his hair and I like his we eyes are the in that age. one. We are that age of Coog where we're like, oh, really? <laughs> I love it. Good time. I've also been watching a lot. We've been trying to finish Vikings. So I've got that too in my brain. And I'm like, Vikings. It's like testosterone guys. overload. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it's like now. Yeah, just too because the, there's not that many cute guys in the Viking show. I mean, there are and there aren't, but it's the idea of like just like manliness. <laughs> yes, I'm so glad I married like six foot two, super broad shoulders because otherwise I'd be looking there sideways at him. Like, really? <laughs> it's like really. Just kidding. <laughs> Go to the gym. Just kidding. <laughs> okay, now that we've done that random detour <laughs> let's go back <laughs> one more time uh we should not have grabbed the rake we should have ran from this um yes exit <clears throat> frantically you pull the vine out of your path and race to the exit and the plant sends tendrils racing after you which snap at your ankles A cluster of geraniums twists and turns towards you, and one of them sprays a bubbling pink solution at you, which makes you skid in the liquid and fall down. Up ahead, a cucumber plant is hurling its fruit, and then you duck as a grapevine fires off hard green grapes. You are being attacked by plants. You scramble to your feet and barely make it out the door, and you fall into the corridor outside. Jesus. Oh, like that game, Plants vs. Zombies. Oh, Natalie loves Plants vs. Zombies. She has it on my phone. So you're leaning against the wall of the corridor trying to calm yourself down, and the only person who can help you find Denny is Dr. Peebles. So you pull the chronometer from your uniform and press the top and bottom but bleh, top and bottom buttons to return to the lab. Why didn't you think of this an hour ago, dude? <laughs> You've got to escape here before anyone or anything comes after you but nothing happens. You press the buttons again and nothing happens. What will you do now? You glance up and notice the sign pointing to teletime. Maybe it has something to do with time travel. Maybe there's another way to get back to the present. 
Find the stones. You, you need a circle of stones. You follow the sign to Teletime. It's a spacious room full of electronic equipment. A large panel in the center of the room contains a dozen TV monitors. On the monitors, you see several scenes from the past. Alexander the Great's army, the signing of the Declaration of Independence, the landing on the moon, and a robot in white lab coat watches the monitors and doesn't notice you. Maybe the robot can help you return to your own time. You're going to ask for help when an alarm sounds. Attention all personnel. Be on the lookout for an intruder. The robot scientist whirls around and spots you and pulls out a laser gun. Explain yourself. Do you tell the truth and ask the robot for help or try to trick it? Trick it. We're lying. We are lying right now. <laughs> you're sure you can trick the robot. After all, you're human and he's a machine. Don't shoot me. I'm a visitor from the past. I'm only here to find my brother. The robot hesitates. It seems to be computing what you just said. Then it pulls the back of the trigger on its laser. I could prove it if you had better technology. The robot's eyes flash angrily. Our technology has been perfected. Too bad. I mean, you probably can't locate the time I left the present. The robot scuttles over. When did you leave? I can find that. You tell the robot the exact day and time that you left Dr. Peebles lab. The robot adjusts some controls. Then Dr. Peebles' laboratory appears on the large central monitor. All right, the robot's falling for it. You can see yourself stepping into the chronoport. Then you hear Dr. Peebles say, One more thing, remember to hold the buttons down for at least five seconds. That's exactly what you needed to hear. Now you know how to make the chronometer work, but you still can't find Denny. I don't believe your telemachine really shows the past. What? The robot roars. How dare you insult my machine? If it really works, then show me the present. The present? Yes. The scene from the past could have been films or videotapes. If I see in the present, I'll believe the machine really works. Very well. But right afterward, I will take pleasure in vaporizing you. Any scene in particular? Your plan is working. You're going to survive this after. Doubtful. I always die. <laughs> a red-haired boy is visiting the space station. Can your machine find him? Of course, the robot says. Denny's face ripples across the screen. He's crouched underneath a table that holds a large computer. As you stare at your brother, you realize the table in this, in this room. Denny, you run toward the table, and he's still huddled there, too scared to move. You duck past the robot under the desk. The robot cries coming after you, but you grab brother's hand, then press the top and bottom buttons on the chronometer. As Dr. Peebles instructed, you hold them down for five seconds. That's five hippopotamuses for those of you <laughs> at home. An instant later, you find yourself back in the lab at the Museum of Natural History. Welcome back, Dr. Peebles looks relieved to see you both. How is your trip? Exciting. You say, boring, Denny whines. I'm hungry. You gaze at your brother with exasperation. You know that if it weren't for you, he would have disappeared forever. You think of everything you had to go through to save him. And for just a moment, you wonder if it was such a good idea. 
Holy we, shit, did we get to the end? You did. Oh my god, <laughs> everybody drink! We made it! Everyone drink. I'm drinking. And you have regrets about saving your brother, which makes sense. Duh, because he's an asshole. No redeeming qualities. Not once was I reflective about how I enjoyed my younger brother and he enriched my life. Every time it's like, God damn it. (laughs) I'm going to be in trouble if I don't bring him back. So I guess I better try. Yeah, screw that kid. He's awful. (laughs) He's a little redheaded kid. They made a lot about, a big deal about him being redheaded. Is he your stepbrother? They didn't say... Hmm. I think mm-hmm. just the, it's that whole like redheads are assholes thing. <laughs> Which is not true. You know? We understand that that's not true. <laughs> Which is not but, true. <laughs> uh, but I yeah, always like, just say it's <laughs> I think maybe because for just like a plot device because then he would be easy to spot, easy to spot. running mm-hmm. after him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We need to find a redhead child and then yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that one was pretty fun. Um, all the ones we've done like that have been pretty fun, but this one's kind of, kind of more made made a little more sense than some yeah. of the others. It's like that weird plant thing. <laughs> yeah, I can I can like the second you started, I was like, it's Audrey. Yeah, I think what happened is like it wrapped you up like a mummy, right? So it could, no one could see you, I would think. And then when Denny came into the room, all he saw was plants. Well, why did we go hard left instead of just, like, if it's the end, embrace the gore? Like, why couldn't I have been eaten? I know. We already saw a dinosaur get eaten. And then, I mean, but then you died burp before, so. <laughs> well, you could even just, in one bite, like, if you didn't want to, you know, commit to the blood. Uh, right. And then I could, but that was very confusing. It was very confusing. That was very But yes, these are fun. So we hope you enjoy these silly ones. They're silly. Um, Do we just forget about there's no reason for someone to be conducting scientific experiments inside a museum? Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. The best part about these books is that they all came with like, I don't know if the word is lenticular, but like covers that move. What does that word mean? I don't know that word. You know, that's why I think I'm thinking of it wrong. But basically, like, you move it around, it's shiny, and there's, like, rainbows. Holographic? You know? Holographic. Thank you. They all had holographic covers. <laughs> oh, see, I would I would have gone just for that. Like, that would have been the buy-in. Somebody uh, like, posted the other day in, um, I think in, um, I think in Cantu's group, the Fear Street group, it was the, and I hadn't. I recognize it immediately. It was a page of stickers that was like folded in half that um, I think came with a book for oh. that month. Um, I I never bought stickers just to buy stickers. It wasn't me. It wasn't. I know you're the sticker queen. I didn't do it. Um, but I think that, like, if you bought the Fear Street book from that month from the Scholastic, like, you got this, like, Ooh. sticker page as a bonus. Um, I always remember those. shit about this book, but I want these stickers. I had those stickers, like, specifically. Like, it was a weird, random, you know, some things just hit home sometimes. Yeah. And you're like, mm-hmm. wow. Wow. I remember those. <laughs> 
but I have no idea where they are now. Like there's uh, been, it's just been lost into time. Mm-hmm. I had a memory uh, the other day from when those like, so we're a few years apart. So you may not remember there was the L'Oreal kids shampoos <laughs> that came in like those brightly colored bottles. That oh, I, I remember them. And yeah, my mom okay. would be like, no, your ass is using Suave, like the rest of the family, or VO5, whatever was like a dollar is what we got. <laughs> See, we had the L'Oreal, and like my brain smelled it. Like I can still smell yeah. that smell. It's like a smell that never goes away. But the meme was like, were you today years old when you thought it was a bird, but it's really a fish? And I'm like, it wasn't a bird. This whole life, I thought that bottle was a bird, but yeah. apparently it is a fish. It is and I'm like, fish. oh, well, yeah. I thought it was a bird. <laughs> That's random. Like, mm-hmm. I can remember always the cheap shampoo, but then we had uh, the finesse conditioner, oh. uh, which was a, a Helen Helen Curtis product. Oh, my Maybe? God. Finesse. <laughs> it came in a blue bottle. Uh, it was the shit. <laughs> They don't sell it anymore. Yeah, that was my random memory the other day was the L'Oreal shampoo. I was like, yeah. what? Those. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was somewhere and thinking about like squeeze it. Did you ever have a squeeze it? Those I wanted things. them, but they looked gross. My mom said no. <laughs> I would love those stupid things. There was something I ate and I was like, dang, that tastes just like a squeeze it. And I, it was like a. It was like a freeze at Taco Bell. Yeah, it was a Taco Bell freeze, and it tasted just like a squeeze it. And I was like, "What squeeze it?" Yes, anything that was cool and looked a little bit gross. My gross. Mom said no. And that like, was like all the '90s stuff. Was like everything kind of like, like the um, the suckers that look like a thumb. Uh, yes. She said no. Those were uh, disgusting. Um, the um, shredded beef jerky that looks like chewing tobacco. Oh, God. Uh, that was nuts. That was a no. Uh, my mom had a – my mom had a thing. It was, you know, that is – that's rude, crude, and socially unacceptable. <laughs> Put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> yes. So, no, I'm, I envy you and your hard and fast life of – unrestricted 90s kid fun <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> I will live vicariously through you many years ago oh good times that, that was fun let's see what do we got going on next week let me look at the outline so we've had a lot of fun making bad choices and drinking along the way and I it's my job to kill us and I think I did that I did that quite uh quite well you did um now next time we come back at you we're going to try to come back at you um in another two weeks but you know our schedule is a little bit varied as you've come to understand uh because life and we're two years into this show we enjoy it we don't have any plans on stopping the show but that means that we need to be a little bit flexible um about when our episodes drop so we appreciate you we appreciate your patronage it's definitely our patrons we're not going anywhere you guys we just need a little bit of flexibility um and the next episode that we're going to bring you is i'll be covering the episode five of just beyond series on disney plus we've been going through that one 
mm-hmm. so it's going to be again a little bit more conversational um a little bit more laid back after we bring that one to you um i will be back again with another full-length fear street book now we did do a short contest. It is still up there. We kind of felt bad about not bringing an episode for a little while because we've been sick and some other things. Um, I didn't get any participation on Facebook, but I did get like seven or eight entries on Twitter. And the contest is that you have to post a two-sentence description of either a Goosebumps or a Fear Street book, and we will try to guess which one it is. Each posting is considered as an entry. Um, So here, probably before we record again next week, um, I will take the entries that we have and put them into the little spinner and we'll pick a winner. And then that person will request a book. So the book after the next Fear Street will be the book request. So we are not sure what that's going to be. It's a surprise. It's a surprise. So there's still time to get in on that um, on that contest if you uh, if you want to. If I can get this episode up fast enough, uh, you should have a day or two uh, to do that. So you're welcome to do that as well. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So, yes. I'm excited to find out what I'm going to read. <laughs> yes. Well, because yeah, it's normally it is goosebumps that people request. It's not, it's kind of rare yeah. that people are like, this Fear Street book was my favorite. Please cover it. Um, but yeah. So yeah, so that was fun. And it was fun. Thanks for being patient with us and we'll get Thank back you. to your regularly scheduled programming soon. But soon. we hope you enjoyed this. And if you did, you can always tell us in the Facebook group that Denny's an asshole because I think Fuck Denny. Would- we could make a fuck Denny thread. You guys could just post all the fuck Denny memes. It'd be great. See, I think if we had gone to the knight in shining armor, like if we're coming out from a girl perspective, right? We don't really know the main protagonist. It's a boy or a girl. It's just you. It's supposed to just be you, right? So you are you and you are Christy. And you're like, I'm going to go to this knight in shining armor. That would have been me. We'd have been like, fuck yeah. this stupid brother. I'm going to go get a boyfriend. Bye. <laughs> like, well, we yeah, remember the first been. choice that we made was past or future. Right. And we went past. And then there was knight in shining armor or dinosaur. And we were nice. And we're like, let's go find our brother. Not anymore. Not, Not anymore. Now. We're going to. We have a destiny in that castle. And we are going we to seize it. Yes. We could have been princesses. But we'll never know now because of death. Never Denny. know. <laughs> okay everyone thank you again we hope you enjoyed this episode we'll see you soon for just beyond and until that time we are out like my mind after trying for 10,000 steps a day you guys it's hard it's really hard good job for you bye bye